From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the special police unit investigating the Itaewon crowd crush announces its findings after concluding a 74-day probe. The Bank of Korea raises its benchmark interest rate a record seventh straight time to 3.5% to tamp down inflation. And President Yoon Suk-yeol will embark on an eight-day visit to the United Arab Emirates and Switzerland on Saturday. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A special police investigative team looking into the Itaewon disaster closed its probe after more than 70 days with the arrest of six officials. Still, it concluded that the Interior Ministry and Seoul government are not liable for the tragedy. Our Beiju Yun has the details. The police investigative team probing the Itaewon crowd crush has announced the results of a 74-day probe. The team said in a briefing on Friday that compression asphyxia from crowd pressure was the leading cause of deaths among Halloween merrymakers in the October 29th tragedy, resulting in 159 fatalities and some 200 others wounded. The investigators said that the number of revelers near Itaewon Station surged from 5 p.m. and the crowd became a torrent from around 9 p.m. Calamity ensued as people began falling on top of one another as they tried to make their way down a steep and narrow alleyway near the station from around 10.15 p.m. By that time, the crowd density was 6 to 10 people per square meter, and the average weight pressing down on a person was about 224 to 560 kilograms. The team added that the disaster compounded due to overlapping errors by related agencies that should have predicted and responded to safety accidents. It booked 28 figures and handed 23 of them to the prosecution. The team most notably arrested six people, including former Yongsan Police Station Chief Im Jae and Yongsan District Office Head Park Hyung. However, it concluded that Interior and Safety Minister Lee Sang-min, Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon, and National Police Agency Commissioner General Yoon Hee-gun were not liable for the tragedy, saying they had no substantial duty related to the risk of a crowd surge in a specific area. The police team will disband in stages from Friday as the prosecution takes over. Pejuan Kibis World, Radio News. The families of Itaewon crowd crush victims called for a clear investigation into officials who were in command on the night of the tragedy in a visit to the prosecutor's office to deliver their first testimonies on Friday. Arriving at the Seoul Western District Prosecutor's Office, Lee Jong-chol and Lee Jung-min, the chair and vice chair of a group representing bereaved families, said they will tell prosecutors that the investigation into the crush by a special police team was insufficient in many areas. The vice chair said that officials above the chiefs of Yongsan District Office and Yongsan Police Station must be held accountable, whether that extends to the Seoul Police Chief, head of the National Police Agency, or the Interior Minister. The chairperson also criticized the special police headquarters, saying the probe outcome pales in comparison to the massive 500-strong personnel the team had. The Bank of Korea has raised its benchmark interest rate by 25 basis points to 3.5% in a bid to tame soaring prices. In the central bank's first rate-setting monetary policy meeting of the year on Friday, the key rate was raised by a quarter of a percentage point to mark the seventh consecutive hike for the first time ever. The rate hike is aimed at curbing persistently high inflation, which rose 5% on year in December to remain above 5% for the eighth consecutive month since May of last year. 
The hike also comes amid growing gaps with the U.S. key rate, which stands in the range of 4.25% to 4.5%, as the BOK strives to arrest the depreciation of the local currency against the greenback. The gap between the interest rates of the two nations, which widened to 1.25 percentage points after the Fed's rate hike in December, has now narrowed to 1 percentage point. In a press conference after the rate decision, BOK Governor Lee Chang-yong said that the South Korean economy may have contracted in the fourth quarter of last year, while the growth forecast for this year of 1.7% issued in November may drop further. President Yoon Suk-yeol will embark on an eight-day overseas trip on Saturday, starting with a state visit to the United Arab Emirates before attending a global forum in Switzerland. According to the presidential office on Friday, the South Korean leader will meet with UAE President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al-Nayan to discuss strategic bilateral cooperation during his visit scheduled through Tuesday. Yoon, who is seeking to expand South Korea's global business opportunities, will be accompanied by representatives of some 100 businesses, such as Samsung Electronics Chairman Lee Jae-yong and Hyundai Motor Chairman Chung yi sun According to business circles, some 30 preliminary contracts are in the works in the public and private sector, specifically in key areas such as energy, defense, and investment. Yoon will then head to Davos, Switzerland, to attend the World Economic Forum slated for next Wednesday and Thursday, becoming the first South Korean president to attend in nine years. The president is scheduled to return home next Saturday, the first day of the Lunar New Year holiday. Families will be allowed to gather in person with relatives in senior care facilities for the Lunar New Year holiday beginning next weekend. Health Minister Cho Gyu-hong announced a series of policy updates on Friday for the upcoming holiday, explaining that there will not be any social distancing regulations, as was the case for last year's Chuseok holiday celebrating the Korean Thanksgiving. During in-person visits to senior hospitals and care facilities, visitors are allowed to make physical contact, such as holding hands, but they must take a COVID-19 test using a self-testing kit, while residents can only leave the facilities if they are fully vaccinated. The minister also said that free PCR tests will be offered at six rest stops for motorists hitting the road during the holiday. They can be done at the Ansong, Ichon, Hwasong, Baekyangsa, Hampyeong, Cheonji, and Jinyoung Expressway rest areas. Victims of Japan's wartime forced labor and their support groups have strongly denounced the government's proposal to compensate the victims through a third party rather than wait for non-responsive Japanese companies. Igukon, who heads a civic group devoted to shedding light on the suffering of the victims, told Yonhap News on Thursday that the government has reduced a human rights violation case to a simple case of a financial settlement. He said compensating the victims is a secondary matter, stressing that an apology from Japan must come first. He went on to say that the provision of compensation with funds collected from South Korean companies would be tantamount to supporting the Japanese government's claim that the South Korean Supreme Court's ruling was wrong. The Supreme Court in 2018 ordered the liquidation of Japanese corporate assets to compensate the victims. Meanwhile, members of the Korea-Japan Parliamentarians Union on a visit to Japan held a meeting with their Japanese counterparts while the foreign ministers of the two countries held phone talks on Friday. Both groups discussed the compensation issue. The United States has reaffirmed its commitment to the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. White House National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications John Kirby issued the assurance in a press briefing on Thursday in response to a question about President Yoon Suk-yeol's recent comments hinting at possible nuclear armament by South Korea. 
Kirby told reporters that the U.S. and specifically President Joe Biden remain dedicated to achieving the peninsula's complete denuclearization. The national security official said the South Korean government made clear that it is not pursuing nuclear weapons, quickly adding that Seoul and Washington are discussing expanding extended deterrence. Fugitive former chairman of Sangbangul Group, Kim Song-tae, is likely to return to South Korea from Thailand early next week following his arrest on Tuesday. Kim was apprehended by Thai police at a golf club near Bangkok eight months after he fled the country amid corruption investigations and was widely expected to start a lawsuit to delay deportation. According to legal circles on Thursday, however, Kim told authorities that he intends to return to South Korea voluntarily and filed for an emergency passport. Kim's passport remains invalid due to an Interpol red notice. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index gained 20.99 points, or 0.89% on Friday, to close the week at 2,386.09. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.